You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Salutations. Oh, greetings. How's it going so far? It's going pretty well, pretty well. I've recently caught up on Ahsoka. Ah, still haven't watched any, but I've heard very good things. It's very good things. I'm going to quote your brother, Johnny. Yeah. And saying that as long as they don't fumble the ending, because as of this recording, we have a little bit left to go. This could be the greatest Star Wars content they've ever created. Wow. And it's true. That Disney has ever created. Yeah. I mean, personally, I like it more than most things. Wow. Like, I mean, you and I, fellow Rogue One being the best Star Wars movie. It is. Yeah. But I mean, you get Rogue One and or and Ahsoka. And I think that might be my favorite content. Wow. And I I love episode six, frankly. But this is just like peak storytelling. It looks beautiful. Here's something that's actually very impressive to balance both being innovative in the way it's telling stories and creating lore, but also very faithful in honoring the parts of the story in the in the kind of Star Wars culture that you love. Huh. I feel like it really straddles that line very nicely. So I do want to make sure that I was understanding this correctly. You're mm-hmm. saying you like Ahsoka better than Star Wars Episode Six? Yes. Wow. Presently. Wow. It's amazing. That is high praise. It's a, The storytelling is is very captivating. It is perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. And they're able to do things, I feel like, I mean... When, when the day comes and you watch it, I think you're going to be very thrilled. I am sure I will. Yeah. I do look forward to watching, as well as Andor. I haven't watched Andor yet. I'm, <sighs> I'm way behind. Masterpiece. Way behind. Mm-hmm. Way behind. But it'll, so. be, it'll be a delight to catch up on. Delayed gratification. Yeah. You know, I'll be enjoying it, you know, by the time like season time, four of whatever comes out. <laughs> by the time you finish seminary. <laughs> that's it. That's time right. Time to watch. <laughs> master's degree accomplished. Now time for Jedi Masters. <laughs> time for, ha see? That was good. That's, that's, uh, that's a little jokey for you there. So, I like that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so other than that, though, uh, all is well. Yeah, just oh, rock and rolling. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm fine. As far as I know. That's <laughs> good. As per usual. There's, yeah, yeah I, uh. Nothing really to report on. Hmm. So that's, that's not, just fine by me. Yeah, that's not that's not bad news it's by any means. Like the line from La La Land when uh, Seb's the guy who manages the club for him. He's mm. like, How we doing? He's like, Not bad. And Seb says, Sometimes not bad is just great. Yeah. That's right. I, I live by that. That's how I feel. Yeah. Mm. That's right. That's right. So well, as we jump into the podcast here, we start with our little banter anyway. So I'm just gonna kinda keep the the theme going here, right, you know, because right. because this is going to sound like it doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with what we're talking about. Okay. You okay. know, if you're looking at the show notes or you're looking at the title, you're like, <laughs> what, is what is happening right now? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've never, never had to convince anyone mm-hmm. that they should keep their refrigerator or pantry stocked full of food. Well, you should see mine. Yeah. <laughs> The point is taken. <laughs> I'm trusting you have food I in them. I do have food of a kind. Yes, food of a kind. Mm, I do make eggs. Food of a genus. A lot. Eggs are great. Yeah. I love me some eggs. And uh, yeah, because you, you know, you you know you need to eat. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't eat, you run into problems, <laughs> it's naturally. A, it's not really an option. Yeah, you can't uh, not eat. Yeah. And generally, other people tend to know that as well, mm-hmm. that they need to eat on a regular basis. And so they tend to do whatever they have to do in order to make sure that their food and pantry is stocked, which usually includes working a job where they get paid so you can buy <laughs> aforementioned food or go to a restaurant, you know, sure. whichever you're preferring that day and purchase the nourishment which their body requires Mm. and it is actually i'm often fascinated by how much work we have to do for a relatively quick meal you know what i mean like everything like the work you have to do 
to get the money. Yeah. If you're preparing the meal at home, the work you have to do in the kitchen. Mm. And then generally, you know, like, oh, it takes you not long to eat oh, yeah, what you have prepared. Very you know? much so. And if you're like, if you're going the extra mile and actually responsible for sourcing some, like if you're raising, like yeah. whether that's in a garden or that's like a small farm scenario, you're raising chickens. I mean, we have friends that are doing that. And it's just like, yep. There's a lot going uh, on there. I can't imagine. Yep. I just, I just want a chicken filet here. <laughs> I want the Lord's chicken. <laughs> now I, uh, I did say this was a pedantic moment because it's a bit of a kitschy analogy to the memorization of scripture. That's where I'm going. <laughs> it's what? It's yes, what? that's right. That's right. No, so I'm, I'm, I am being a little tongue-in-cheek here, but also serious, because Jesus himself, quoting a passage of scripture, from memory, by the way, said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, mm. which you find in Matthew 4.4, 4, and he's quoting Deuteronomy 8.3. So in other words, there's a real spiritual nourishment that comes from God's word and from believing in that word and doing what that word requires. And you see that in places like John 4, 34. Whereas I've never had to convince anyone that they ought to keep bread or apples or Oreos in their kitchens. I love all of those, I love all of those things as well, yes. I do have to try and help folks understand that they ought to keep their hearts full mm. of God's word. You see where I'm going there? Yeah, you see I that? Do. And that scripture memorization is the most effective and fruitful way of doing yeah, this. It's, yeah, see? it's annoying Lisa Saints. <laughs> Actually, probably because it hits home in places I, I wish it didn't. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But, you know, somebody might wonder about why scripture memorization in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if we have access to multiple English translations on our phones, you know, and we carry our phones everywhere. Isn't it more effective to have access to the storehouses of the Bible where you can easily search it on your phone, right? Like, yeah. why bother with the trouble of memorization if your phone basically can do it for you? You have the access. Right, exactly. And then there's also another group of people who might um, wonder, you know, oh, you memorize those verses, but like, what good does that do? Mm. You know, there's a story, I can't remember if I've shared it on the podcast before or in what context, but um, there was a Bible memory contest out in Colorado a couple decades ago. And you know this story Uh where uh, it got down to the final two contestants and this one guy loses. He gets Mm. the wording of a verse wrong. The other guy gets it right. He wins. He's the grand Bible memory champion. And the guy who was relegated to second place went and hunted this guy down and shot him. It's like, in your memorization, did you skip over that part yeah. in Genesis? Yeah. That happens early on, buddy. <laughs> don't, don't do that. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you've got questions like that, and it's certainly a massive blessing to carry the whole of God's word in our gene pockets, you know? Yeah, sure. Like having quick access to the Bible, it's awesome. However... I want to say it's not the same as baptizing our hearts and imaginations in it through large portion memorization. Yeah, this is going to be a far less relatable example, but I've historically loved collecting steelbooks. Ah, yes. They're just, just to cut to the quick here, they're special edition releases of movies. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I get into further depth, we'll be in a different zone altogether. (laughs) Um, But I've like, I've amassed this little collection of steelbooks and, you know, my favorite versions of my favorite box art for my favorite movies. But I also noticed that I, I pretty much never watch them. Ah, I, they're just there. Yes. I watch them on my shelf. <laughs> That's I watch them sit those there look nice. and do nothing. Watch the spines <laughs> of the cases on a shelf. Um, I have I have access to all of these favorite things, but I never crack open a single case. And mm. it's mm. it's as if I don't own them at all. Frankly, <laughs> like their their sole purpose is the knowledge that I could. 
there's, but there's like no engagement that, you know, it's like, it's kind of, it's like, why am I doing this? It's the ownership of a thing for the sake of it. Mm. Its purpose is to be engaged with. Yeah. It's just not happening. It's, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> why? Like this phone in my pocket with like countless translations. It's like, it doesn't matter how many are in there. If I don't engage with it, it's, it's as if it doesn't exist. It's as if right. it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's a great, great analogy. Great point. And even on that note, you know, it's one thing to simply read the Bible. We frequently talk about in Christian circles, you just check it off the list, you know, oh, I read my Bible. Right. Sure. Yeah. But it's another thing to, in the words of Paul, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Because when scripture can make its habitation in our hearts through memorization, it can begin to really renovate things and change the way that we live and move and have our being, which is again, like, that's kind of part of the whole kit and caboodle is that (laughs) it's not just, again, James saying, you believe that God is one? Great. The demons believe Uh, that and tremble. Like, they do better than you by trembling at that knowledge than you do if you just know it and it has no effect on your life. Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. But memorization gives scripture, I think, a greater foothold to sink into our bones and become something more than mere data or information. That's where you can begin to really see it transform us from the inside out by God's spirit. And I mean, just take an example from scripture itself. I mean, Psalm 119 is probably the greatest hymn ever written about the word of God. And again, I don't think we think about Psalms like that, but like, it's really, it's, yeah. this was something they would have sung, right? Mm -hmm. They would have sung this about the word of God and it's breathtaking in its scope because Psalm 119 is 176 verses long, which makes it the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's mesmerizing in its depth. And again, if you if you just want to get your head around what kind of a role scripture ought to be playing in our lives as Christians and in the life of the church, you would do far worse than to read Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. It gives you dozens of reasons to keep the cupboards of your heart stocked with God's word. Okay, dozens of reasons. Like we could do probably a whole podcast series <laughs> on, this? on that. But uh, for today, here are just two reasons for us to consider. You know, maybe you're listening and, you know, you used to do like, oh, you had like a weekly Bible memory verse when you were a kid or something right. like that. But you've kind of, you know, it's not really a thing anymore. I was not good at that. <laughs> I remember the high stress. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> yeah, there was like, like got to get it right somewhere in the whole kids church growing up thing. And it makes me think it was before our permanent location. Mm. of Horizons Church. Like, like back at South Harrison High School? Man, before that, could it be at the Brick Church? Ooh, could this the Brick be the church. Case? I just remember being intent, like my just high anxiety because I'm like, I didn't know this. I don't think I knew this was happening. What? What? I have to remember yeah, these was, words in order? It's not a good time. Yeah, that's, um, as of this recording, Thursdays I teach Greek at Hillside mm-hmm. and uh, they are memorizing a verse in Greek. They have a memory verse in Greek. So we're oh doing gosh. that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, try that on for size. But um, yeah, here are just two reasons, okay, that we we glean from Psalm 119. If you're trying to think through like, well, should I maybe actually consider doing this again if I've not done it for a while Mm -hmm. or see the value in it? And the first reason would have to do with it can keep us from sin. Mm. So sin disrupts our relationship with God, right? Ruins our relationships with one another. Yeah. It makes the world a terrible and hard place to live in. You know, you got all these bad effects (laughs) from sin. And so it stands to reason that we ought not sin. I think that's straightforward enough. Hopefully nobody here who's listening is arguing with that. (laughs) Wait, what if we sin more? (laughs) Ah! (laughs) By no means. (laughs) 
Romans 6. Um, so the, the problem, though, is that we often don't know what makes a sin a sin, or we don't know what God considers sinful. And so it's easy to take our cues about what's right and what's wrong from the world, from our culture, from our own idea of what strikes us as nice yeah. and not nice. You know, I mean, you just yeah. go down the list. Lots of places you can get this kind of information from that forms your conscience. Mm-hmm. But the problem, of course, is that every other standard is changing from moment to moment almost. Mm. And especially depending on which direction the cultural winds are blowing. And that, considered even by itself, that's a frustrating and exhausting place to live. You know, like if the rules of the game are constantly changing, it's like mm. you can't really play the game. You yeah. know, <laughs> like just not fun. And so then, of course, the question is, well, what does our creator have to say about all this? And how ought we to live in light of that kind of knowledge? And uh, the only way to know is by knowing God's word. And Psalm 119.11 touches on this point directly when it says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the psalmist there is identifying the storing up of scripture in the heart, memorizing it, in other words, for at least one of the purposes to not sin against the Lord. Right. And so that's one of the gifts of memorizing God's word is that without even having to think about it, we can recognize sin and steer clear of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it has to be richer than just a passing background knowledge or a general familiarity. It has to, mm-hmm. be, has to be richer than just knowing it's in your pocket. Right. You yes, know? exactly. Like at the point that you have a question and yeah. it demands like there's, an, there's a response happening in the moment mm. and you're like, well, shoot, I need to pull like, no, probably too late for that. Like you, yeah. you want to have it in your bones. Um, and as the apostle Paul said, come back to Romans 6, the very reference that you just alluded to. Uh, How can we who died to sin still live in it? So by faith in Christ, we're made dead to sin. So the idea then is let us live that way, which we can do all the more when we baptize our minds in the scriptures. And of course, the result of that is going to be well worth it because when we avoid the well-worn paths of our sin, our fellowship with God is sweeter, our love for our neighbor grows deeper, and we become more and more conformed to the image of Christ, which is what we want to do. Again, hopefully, you know, the majority of us listening to this, that's that's what we're wanting to do. Hopefully not having to, like, you know, argue for the validity of that. But then, of course, the other side of this is that it's not merely enough to stay away from sin. If, for example, you know, you're on a road trip and you're not sure where you are. Mm-hmm. It's good to recognize when you're going the opposite direction of your destination, right? Like if you realize all of a sudden, oh, I was supposed to be going <laughs> northbound yeah. and I'm going southbound. Yeah, bad. <laughs> you're Well, you're never going to get to where you're going if you're going that way. It may be even worse if you're headed east because you're like, those roads don't connect. Yeah, How right. on earth do you get back <laughs> to the interstate? <laughs> exactly. But that, of course, is not enough because at the point you realize, okay, I'm going the wrong way, you also need to know how to actually get back on track to get where you're going. Yeah, where's that on-ramp? Yeah, that's exactly right. And then like, oh no, I got off and (laughs) this exit didn't have interstate access again. (laughs) I didn't pay any attention to that. So uh, likewise, you need to know the way to the heavenly Zion and you need a guide to get you there, as you see in passages like Hebrews 12. And this is another place where scripture memorization is helpful to us because through the word, the Christian gets both a way and a guide on this path, Mm. right? So Psalm 119 again, verse 24 says, your testimonies are my delight and they are my counselors. So when the words of God are stored up in our hearts, we have ready-made counselors, so to speak, who can speak to us in a moment 
and keep our feet on the narrow and the right path. You know, we don't need to always wonder how God would advise us to go. I know a lot of people, and I've had these moments, I'm sure you have too, where you're wondering like, gosh, what what would God want me to do here? And sometimes you're getting into more specific questions that feel like they don't have a ready-made answer. And that's exactly why (laughs) you want to have scripture stored up in your heart. Because if we have his advice always in our minds, like, passages like Proverbs 3 would talk about, it becomes easier Mm. to know which path you ought to take, which decisions you ought to make, and to do that with a happy heart instead of a heavy one, right? (laughs) And I I imagine, at least in in some of those moments, like when you're in the middle of it, you might not be thinking like, oh, I have access to many translations in my pocket. (laughs) That's not exactly. (laughs) Like, honestly, you might not even think to go to scripture or know where to look. If you're like, I know it somewhere, but where do I begin? Yeah. <laughs> it's If it's already imprinted on your subconscious, mm-hmm. it's not so much a, a to-do list of things you have to pursue to find the answer. It's something that's become second nature. Right. Like it's already yes. formed the way that you think. Yes. And that's exactly, that's a much better way to say. I think what we're trying to say here is that like, if you really memorize scripture and allow it to sink into your bones and into your imagination and your heart, it becomes a second nature thing. Mm. Like it's not something where you're like, oh. Romans 6 2 which I mean okay you may yeah sure absolutely but like it's almost something you're not even thinking about consciously yeah it's subconscious it's second nature it just completely forms what you're it's it's the air you breathe you know it's just yeah you're just doing it Mm -hmm. and that uh, that well I don't know why you wouldn't want that you know like why why would you not want that so yeah in short by memorizing scripture the spirit can more readily teach us and help us learn how to live as children of God and so, uh, like I said, Psalm 119 has all kinds of other reasons. So if you if you want to know more, just pop open your Bible, open up that Bible app, pick your translation of choice and, and read along. But if you're ready to start this formative imagination sanctifying habit, I might recommend an article that you can Google. And maybe EJ, when he's uh, listening to this, he'll be so kind as to throw it into the show notes. But it's called 11 Steps to Memorizing an Entire Book of the Bible. Okay, if you're wanting to aim aim your sights a little high here. You can Google that. should be on the Gospel Coalition. But part of the value of memorizing a whole book is you get the whole flow of, say, like, I used the method in this article. I've almost memorized the whole book of Ephesians. All right. It's really like, it's a really simple, really. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's not, believe it or not, not as hard as it may sound or seem. Interesting. And part of the value of doing it that way in particular is at almost any given moment, you have the whole context for any given verse in your head, you know? Hmm. So yeah. like when I'm thinking about Ephesians 2 and I'm thinking about how by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, see, look, so like you come back to the Paul problem, which is, yeah. oh, I, I'm saved by grace alone through faith alone. I don't have to do anything. Right. Mm. Well, I know what the rest of that chapter has to do with. And so yeah. I know, no, that's not yeah. not what Paul is saying there. Mm. He, he also goes on to say in Ephesians chapter four, you must not walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are hardened in their hearts because of the lack of understanding that is in them. Mm. You can put all that together. Yeah. 
you know, the joke is um, I have a mug that someone got me for my birthday a couple years ago that says, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. Yeah, right? And so uh, obviously that method in particular helps. Yeah. And it just is enriching to have that kind of scripture knowledge in your mind. But obviously if a whole book seems overwhelming, you know, like, oh, like, okay, I don't want to do that. And obviously, yeah, like start simply with some key verses and go from there. So another practice I like to do is when I do my morning Bible reading, I'll pick one verse from my reading and I'll write it in my planner. Mm. And I just have that with me all day. And I just kind of, you know, keep that with me. Yeah. Just to go back to and remember like, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Like, and then that also kind of triggers in my mind. Oh, that was from my reading in Isaiah this morning. And Oh, yeah. And in, in these chapters in Isaiah, the Lord was talking about how he was going to restore the people and how his mercy was going to go out from Zion to meet the needs and yeah. all this stuff. It so, triggers that like context that you have already yes. in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's some stuff for you, but again, remember most importantly of all, we're not memorizing the word of God just so that we can know more about it than anyone else. Yeah. I think that's not, again, Bible memory championship guy who yeah. goes and literally shoots <laughs> other guy. Mm-hmm. We're memorizing it first and foremost because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, which is Romans 10, 17. In other words, the most important reason we want to hide scripture in our hearts is so that we might see Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly, and do what he commands us to do. And that's because that's what our hearts are made for. So, I don't know about you, but I want to hear him speak to me and know what I ought to do. So, maybe memorizing some scripture will help you do that. Yeah. So, yeah, there we have it. Well, Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you have any questions on this or any other topic, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. And uh, if you did find this helpful and you want to leave us an honest five-star review in the Apple Podcast platform, I don't promise that I'll memorize your review, but mm, I will. Unlikely. I will take the sentiment to heart. Very I will, true. I will store that up there. So <laughs> thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.